For anyone who knows someone with an addiction, this is a must-see Dr. Phil House intervention. Today in the Dr. Phil House. Do you want to quit drugs? Yeah. Why? Because I hate living the way I do. The twins on heroin take on Dr. Phil. That is one skanky looking cohort. You're six months pregnant and you take a hit of heroin. As the ultimate intervention goes full force. Somehow, somewhere, I'm going to get you off of drugs. The withdrawals. I just don't feel good. I can't get up. The sabotage. Why did you go sabotage our efforts if you wanted her to quit? And the reality. At this point, I'm in the game and you're going to do it. I will do whatever it takes to save your life. Will you let me help you? Be advised, this program contains strong language and graphic situations. Viewer discretion is a must. Coming up. Let's do it. I want you to get excited about your life. Here we go. In 10. Stand by, camera six. If you're going to talk to me, you're going to have to be on. Stand by, Dr. Phil. Showtime. This is going to be a changing day in your life. I'm taking people with real problems and moving them into the Dr. Phil house. I'm going to put you under a microscope. Need a camera here, need one here. I'm putting cameras everywhere to see what really happens behind closed doors. I am moving in with you. Last week, we told the story of 25-year-old twins, Sarah and Tacoa, two beautiful girls with so much to look forward to. But after their stepfather left and divorced their mother, Cindy, Sarah and Tacoa started the downward spiral that would eventually lead them into hard drugs like crack and heroin. It's a shocking tale, one that every parent should heed. How two girls with such promise could go from this to this. Here's what happened last time. When you're high, a nuclear bomb could go off and you wouldn't care. I first tried heroin when I was 15. I introduced Sarah to heroin when she was 16. Dude, I'm hungry. I had no idea that this was happening. I probably would have sold my own mom to get a fix. Oh, I need something to tie up with, anything. I spent months with Sarah. I've witnessed everything. I've seen her shoot heroin. When you do that one shot, it's just like magic. Oh, she prostitutes 24-7. Wow, I'm Hey, this is Sarah. Two minutes. OK, I'm waiting on you. He paid like $80 for I've seen her smoke crack. It gives you this rush. Yeah, that crack's good. She shoots drugs very frequently in the cemetery. Where we go and, and get high. I'm ready to do some dope now. Sometimes it'll smack me in my face. Oh my God, look at me. I'm homeless and I know I look horrible. Sarah will shoot drugs until she reaches the point of unconsciousness. They stole things from me to pawn for drugs. There was no way I could stop it. It's about looking back and saying, what did I miss? I thought they were starting to maybe experiment with alcohol or marijuana when they were 12, 13 years old. Where were you when they were doing it? At work, or they were 
out with friends and maybe I wasn't awake when they came home. You said a great deal of their lives were taken away from you by the drugs. I think it's important that you know where those girls have been. I've worked as a prostitute for about three years. Oh, look, there's one of my Johns looking for me. I'll be in the world sex without a It felt really degrading, but those thoughts went away fast when, you know, I saw the couple hundreds and was shooting the dope in my pain. You're getting paid for your soul. That's extremely difficult to watch. I knew I had to find the twins and bring them to the Dr. Phil house in Los Angeles. Tell me how you're feeling about going to talk to Dr. Phil. Actually, like, I'm kinda, I'm just worried about how am I gonna bring Aaron to LA? We got to the airport, we got I went to the bathroom, followed Sarah in, and she was shooting heroin and getting ready to light up the crack pipe. I have my crack pipe and my needle. I'm stringing it. the other way. Turn the TV on. We're going to watch a message from Dr. Phil. Tacoa, Sarah, Cindy, I want to welcome you to the Dr. Phil house, but I want to tell you up front, you've entered my world now. You've entered a world where I have access to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I am going to be watching. Now, Sarah, I want to talk to you first because I know that up until now, you've been living a world that's just full of lies and secrets. You've been on the street struggling to stay alive. You've been selling your body for drugs. Did you hear what I just said? You've been selling your body for drugs, doing anything you could to stay alive. Now, you probably feel really bad right now because you've been off drugs for 12 hours. We've got Dr. Birnbaum from the Creative Care Center that's going to be monitoring you medically. But the real challenge, Sarah, is the one that you're going to have to make to step up and claim your life because we all know if you spin back onto the streets, we're going to find you dead. Now, Tacoa, you were addicted. You were addicted until you were arrested and hauled into jail, and you spent over 70 days getting that monkey off your back, fighting to stay sober. But that wasn't your choice. You're out now, and you've got to make a choice. Will you stay clean? Will you stay sober? Will you fight those cravings for the baby that you carry inside your body right now? Cindy, I know that you didn't want these drugs to be in your daughter's lives. I know that you didn't want to be an enabler that made this happen. You're in over your head. You need help now. And what we're gonna do is get all of this on the table. And what I don't need is anybody being defensive. What I don't need is anybody putting up barriers. What I don't need is somebody trying to cover their own butt and trying to be right instead of being successful. This is not gonna be easy. This is your first night. Settle in, get some rest, because come tomorrow morning, I'm coming for you. He's the scared Just one day off heroin, Sarah was in full withdrawal, craving drugs and binging on food. We sent the doctor to the house to help get Sarah through her detox. To say she wasn't happy would be a huge understatement. 
cold sweats, diarrhea. It's not good right now. I'm a, I'm a hard user. My bones ache. Everything. Backache, stomachache. I'm sweating. I'm heroin. Can't sleep. Not lying just to get some drugs. Being here, here. here. I'm Dr. Burnbaum, darling. And let me let you know that I have been where you are. That's good, so you know how I feel. Because a lot of people don't, they're all like, it's like the flu. No, no it's, it's not like the flu. flu. you ever had in your life when you want to die. Are you having any bellyache, backache? I'm having symptoms? everything. Everything. Would you describe some of your symptoms? Cold sweats, diarrhea, yawns, um, runny eyes. Mm -hmm. um, Neat, my bones ache. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a hard user. When I, I first saw Sarah, she was going through uh, irritability and craving of drugs. I'm really shooting. Can I take a look? Yeah, you've got some track marks down here. So let me fill you in on what I'm going to do. You know, first, I, I know you want medication right now. But what I'm going to do is what's called a classical detox, which means we're going to get you off of opiates. What does that mean? That means if you need some Suboxone and Subutex, I will give it to you. I need some. It's rather interesting because in addition to the opiates in the form of injectable heroin, she also is using crack cocaine, which is sort of keeping her on edge. Let's see one of these now, okay? When you are taking opiates, as you probably well know, it takes away all fear. If someone says, I want to cut your head off, you say, how shall I hold my head? Yeah. But when you stop the opiates, the fear mechanism, the adrenaline mechanism in your body just screams. What you've been doing every time you use these drugs is you've been completely suppressing your feelings. Yeah. You've just been knocking down your emotions. I know why I do it. I don't want to face reality. I mean, I've tried to get clean and everything, and it's like I couldn't find enjoyment out of anything that I used to find enjoyment out of. Anything. I couldn't find happiness. So you're not going to give me the buprenorphine? As is typical of addicts, Sarah wants more medication than I'm giving her in the sense of using a drug which is an opiate, which you completely relieve her of all symptomatology and just wipe her feelings out. And I know you're jonesing. <coughs> I know you want to get something and you want to stop and discover. I need some. I'm not really liking this place. They won't give me the right medicine. I still feel sick. I just don't really like being here. Coming up, Sarah is craving drugs and mad at everyone. She wants to be buprenorphine. Is she ready for Dr. Phil? I just don't feel good. I can't get up. Get her out of the bedroom, lock the damn door. I'm not feeling good. If she goes and lays on the couch, then take the couch out. <laughs> yeah, shut up. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Tacoa has been sober for over two weeks, but her twin Sarah was just coming off the crack and heroin she was so addicted to. 
We provided the twins with around-the-clock medical care, including a nurse who was constantly monitoring their health. Now, after 24 hours in the Dr. Phil house without her hardcore drugs, Sarah was at her worst, in full withdrawals and demanding the nurse's attention and some medication. withdrawing has been pretty difficult. There's still a lot of pain and discomfort there. Sarah's detox is typical for the amount of drugs that she was ingesting. She was ingesting a large quantity of heroin and smoking crack cocaine. This is the scary truth of it. This is typical. This is what it is. I'm going to call Dr. B right now and see what I can give you. Sarah's up and not feeling good, so she's demanding and pretty self-absorbed right now and just wants to feel better. She wants a buprenorphine now, but mm -hmm. I really, I'm going to give it to her, but not right now. Why? I need it now. I do not feel good. I know. I know you want the opiate now. I completely understand that. Let's try this other stuff first. Okay, I'm going to be here. I want to see what happens. It is going to work. Better saying worse. Worse. We're going to make you feel better, okay? You make me feel better now. Well, I can't do that now. I mean, I don't want to get high or anything. I promise I'll make you feel more comfortable. That's a promise, okay? Scout's on. Yeah. I'm going to lay down until he's here. After a long night of detoxing, Sarah, with her somewhat sober twin, Tacoa, met up with psychologist Dr. Frank Lawless. He wanted to discuss their drug cravings to see if he could help ease the pain, but Sarah wasn't having anything to do with him. So tell me how you're feeling right now. I'm enjoying everything. I have all symptoms. Everything meaning backache, stomachache. I can't sleep. I'm sweating, cold sweats, everything. You feel any kind of cravings or anything? Yeah. Yeah. But are you craving any drugs or anything? I just want to feel good. Feel better. Okay. Well, I have some things I want you to try. This is a little device that basically gives off brain frequencies that kind of made you feel good. You can use this in a variety of ways, but I'm going to show you how to get rid of craving and maybe some of the feelings you're having right now. So, you willing to try my, my little device? I do not feel good. I mean, for it, or... Let me sit here. Can I sit here? Yeah. Okay. Sarah, you know that this process is one that you kind of have to go through to cleanse yourself. And it's also 
kind of a, a trial to get you to kind of help yourself. So I'd like to kind of get some kind of notion that you're not just being a passive passenger on this train and that you're really going to kind of learn some ways of kind of replacing all those. Well, yeah, but right now I'm just detoxing. I just don't feel good. I can well, this, do anything. But this is the important phase is when you don't feel good. What are you I just want to lay down. And I know. I, you want to lay down and be passive. I don't want you to No, be I just don't feel good. I can't get up. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. This is what I'm saying is that you got to start taking care of yourself and you got to take I care am. of yourself. I am. Taking care of myself is laying here right now. No, that's being yeah, passive. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. It's, it's being, being hurting and like, you know somebody that's got dope sick and goes and walks around? No, I don't think so. Please, you need to please relax. But this is what I'm talking about. I this need to do this. Yourself. This is what I need to do. Well, stop. Nothing's gonna help, is it? I'm an adult. I can just do this if I want to. Well, I guess this is gonna be the way you're gonna deal with any kind of problems. No, but if I can't do it, then I'm not going to. This is the way you can confront all problems, then. Okay. This is yeah. the way you have to learn how to redo yourself. Yeah. It's come from beneath the surface. You understand what I'm talking about? Nope. So you you really weren't serious about trying to change. Yes, but I'm not feeling good. Well, oh of course my you're not god. Feeling good. You're never gonna feel good as long as yes, you I am, as long as the heroin gets out of my system, I'll feel fine. Well, you gotta fight your way out of it. Sarah. This is me fighting my way out of it. Well, Seriously. exactly. Laying on your side in the fetal I position. I can't. So you really weren't serious? <laughs> yeah, shut up. I'm serious. I don't think you're serious. Okay, that's your opinion. I guess we'll have to talk about this later. Sarah feels bad and sick. It's hard to express to anybody that you want help or make people think that you want help when you're in physical pain. And it makes other people around you think you're not trying makes me think she's not trying and obviously she made dr lawless think she's not trying next sarah is 36 hours into detox and tacoa sabotaging her sister i'm enabling sarah she tells us one story she tells her sister something else that's where she wants to be that's where she wants to be when you're sick does that mean you can't do something i got my own doing While I was on my way to the Dr. Phil house, Sarah was hiding under the covers and acting belligerent with our psychologist, Dr. Frank Lawless. Tacoa was hurting her twins' recovery by interfering with our goals. I could not wait to get there and talk to the twins myself. But first, take a look at Tacoa confronting Dr. Lawless about what she thinks needs to happen in the house. I could see the approach. I can't help but feel sympathy for her because when I was there, I was. Her to go when you feel sorry for her. I mean, I, when I you're was enabling there. her. You're enabling her. But I mean, I can understand yeah, that she's getting toxins out of her body. She doesn't want to be. Are you going to help her? Or are you going to? You going to I mean, I'm, I'm going to help her, but teach her how to make herself feel better, not look to the doctor over here to make herself feel better. This is the only way it's going to work and stay working. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not completely knocking her out right now. 
so she can speak with Phil and Dr. Lawless and try to start doing some stuff. And I, I appreciate the fact that where she is now, where her brain is, she's thinking about her own physical body, I feel like. But I mean, you know, it's not like a mind over body thing. You can't, you're, when you're the, physically ill, your body feels bad, you know? And I mean, these are things call, that are- you think I don't know that? Yeah, so I mean, you know. You don't think the doctor like doesn't know that? think feeling better and feel better. You know what I mean? But I that's think not when you really start changing is when you start taking your care of yourself. I understand. You know, and this is the beginning of the recovery. At least let her know that she can do something to help herself. I've already spoken with her. I mean, you know. You gotta I, talk to her a lot. You gotta talk to her. This is a okay. hard time. You gotta be a coach. Okay. Okay? I'm trying to explain to you that this is called tough love. Yeah. And what I wanted to learn is how to take, how to make herself feel better instead of relying on drugs or anything else. Yeah. And we're I'll going to help that. her out a little bit. I'll explain that part. You know, you know. Did you that. already go there? That's I'll important. That That's the important thing. Now, you don't have to do it now. You don't have to do well, it in five minutes. I want to do it now. Okay. So, we'll see. Thanks, Dakota. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm feeling really sorry for my sister. She's looking like They want you to like move around and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, Sarah. I said, it's not a mind over matter thing. And they're like, well, we know that, but she needs to try to get herself to, get herself to feel better. It's, so I don't even really understand that approach, but. I can understand her part because I know how it is to be sick and it's not necessarily that you don't want to show initiative or anything, it's just you want to get that illness out of your body. They just want you up and moving, you know, for Dr. Phil, which I don't see is going to be happening. Yeah. It's hard to know, well, is she just going through emotions or does she really want help? But I just don't think we'd be right here if she didn't really, really want help. It's like y'all think I can just walk around everywhere. <coughs> if that's where she wants to be, that's where she wants to be. I don't understand. I don't understand. What don't you understand? Everybody because knows that she, she doesn't, doesn't feel, feel good. good. It's not okay, when you're sick, does that mean you can't communicate with people? I if you're didn't. in a life or death situation that you can't at least life or do something to make the people that are trying to help you believe that that's what you want to do? Instead of just pulling the covers over your eyes and saying nothing? I'm not seeing clearly what they're asking her to do. Give us something. An expression that, yeah, I'm really, I really want to work through this. I feel like right now, but I really want to get through this. I can't fix Sarah. I cannot fix Sarah. Right. Nobody's asking so, you to fix Sarah. And if she wants... And she, you know... I got my own... Doing. I know, Tacoa. I don't want to 
be too stressed out about it. I think right now she's doing what she wants to do and I, I want this to help me. And I kind of don't want negativity to stand in my way. I guess that's selfish, but I've heard many a time, sometimes you have to be selfish in your recovery. I don't want anything to happen so you guys don't get this. It's all I want is don't want anything to happen so that they don't want to help you. Guess I'm fearful that if they don't express themselves a certain way that they're gonna miss the opportunity to, to get help. Is it because I'm enabling Sarah? I didn't say that. I'm just telling you, be sincere with how you feel and how you feel about the people that are here trying to help. I don't know if I can deal with yet another disappointment. So we got Sarah, who's the identified patient, and she really doesn't want to get well. All she wants to do is basically sleep through it all, and when she feels better, she's going to get serious. And the sister is kind of jealous right now of all the attention going to Sarah and is sabotages. You know, you need to talk to your sister. You need to get her up. You need to get her to do things for herself. She doesn't quite agree, but she says, okay, I'll do what I can. They just want you up and moving, you know, for Dr. Phil, which I don't see is going to be happening. Does she not know we're watching that on camera? Uh-uh. She hadn't figured that out? I guess not. She tells us one story, she tells her sister something else. Mm -hmm. And I called her an enabler, and she didn't much like it. But I tried to get her out of the bed so that we could talk about some other things she could do, something fairly simple. She refused to do that. Get her out of the bedroom, lock the damn door. Basically, where we need to go. Right? I mean, and, and if she goes and lays on the couch, then take the couch out. Right. So you want me to go talk to her? Let's do it. Coming up, the twins come face to face with Dr. Phil. Do you want her to quit? You went and told her that we were full of crap. Why did you go sabotage our efforts if you wanted her to quit? And what you know is doing drugs, staying high, riding a roller coaster, selling your body. We're going to be burying her real soon. So there's a word. We now return to the Dr. Phil house. So when Dr. Phil got here, um, I was just kind of ready for anything. Knock, knock. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's a monster in my bedroom. I do not feel good. Well, I'm Dr. Phil, and I feel great. Come out here, I want to talk to you for a minute. I'm glad to meet all of y'all. How are you feeling right now? I'm good. Do you want to quit drugs? Yeah. Why? It's because I hate living the way I live, and doing the things I do. Of course, I, I love drugs, but I don't want to do them anymore because it's just the lifestyle and everything. Yeah. Do you want her to quit? Yeah. Because Dr. Lawless asked you if you would go encourage her and all of that, and you went and told her that we were full of crap and didn't know what we were doing. I got it on tape. I can play it for you if you want me to. 
thought it was well, really odd. my exact words? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit. Why did you go sabotage our efforts if you wanted her to quit? Well, I knew she wasn't um, necessarily in with doing anything at that point in time. So I was kind of feeling, I guess, sympathetic towards her and wanting or agreeing with her to get rest. That wasn't what you said. You said these people don't know what the hell they're doing. But she said, you know, that you should, uh, I don't understand why they're doing this because they know you're sick and usually it can't, it, it's, you lay down and rest during the detox because they know, you know it's hard. And then when you're done with the detox, then you start with the physical and stuff like, and mental and stuff like that. Well, I mean, the physical is right now, but the mental and everything is should be after the detox because I can't, I can't, they all want me to get up and walk around. I really don't feel good. I can't, walking outside to smoke a cigarette hurts, okay? Taking a bath hurts. I can't just mingle and be happy and stuff. I'm not, I don't feel good. We weren't asking you to sit around and sing Come By Ya. But you know what I do think is interesting is that even as bad as you're feeling, you still rise to protect your twin. So those are words that I don't have to go anywhere. I mean, what do you mean? Of course, no, no, I mean, I'm, I'm my twin. Yeah, I mean, I think that's good. I think it's great that you still, if somebody is criticizing your sister, which I clearly am, by the way, uh, you come to her defense, which tells me you're still in there. <sighs> you know what I know? I know that right now, things gotta look pretty scary to you, because what you know is doing drugs, staying high, riding a roller coaster, selling your body, doing whatever you had to do to get the drugs. Mm -hmm. And so you don't know anything else. But you know what? I'm here to help you. I'm gonna be very clear. You, you need to understand something. I know what you've been going through. And hear this, if you hear nothing else, I believe from the core of my soul that if we don't help you get a grip, we're gonna be burying her real soon. Coming up. You can throw a fit, you can be a smooth running bitch. You have no idea what a hard-headed, stubborn old country boy I am. I can't make you stay here. You know what I'll do if you leave? As soon as you make a buy, we'll bust your ass and put you in the penitentiary. To purchase tapes or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. We now return to the Dr. Phil house. I mean, take a look at you. Look at this. I made this for you so you can focus on what's over your shoulder. You're getting paid for your soul. I think heroin keeps you useful. It makes you feel really it's like speed, you know, it's the opposite of heroin. So, and it gives you this rush. I'm being out here doing what I do. I heard of this. 
the video is shocking. It's just like I didn't, just to see it from a different perspective, you know, it's different. Why is that so hard to watch? Because when you're doing it, you don't see it. <laughs> you know it. But everybody else does. That's tough. That's what's over your shoulder. I'm what's in front of you. You want that or you want this? Because let me tell you something. Once I get involved, I am not turning loose. You can throw a fit. You can be a smooth running bitch. You can tell people to go jump in the lake. You can do whatever you want. But I'm like a dog with a bone. And I will do whatever it takes to help you save your life. And that's not a scare tactic. I'm telling you, I'm here. I won't go away. You have no idea what a hard-headed, stubborn old country boy I am. And I ain't even almost going to turn you loose. And you know, you can get pissed off and go out the door. And you know what I'll do if you leave? I can't make you stay here. I'll go call a friend of mine on the police department that specializes in drugs. I'll have him follow you down the street. As soon as you make a buy, we'll bust your ass and put you in the penitentiary. Because somehow, somewhere, I'm going to get you off of drugs. I'll do it behind bars, or I'll do it in this beautiful Dr. Phil house. You're either going to do it there, or you're going to do it here. Now, if I were you, I'd rather do it here with me to help you, your mom to help you, your sister to help you, people to work with you all the time, or we can go put you on a cot in the jail where all you smell is urine and feces, and you can do it down there. But either way, at this point, I'm in the game, and you're going to do it. The most shocking thing Dr. Phil said to me, I think, was when he sincerely looked me, my mom, and Sarah in our eyes and said, I want to help you. Because you have told me you wanted to. I didn't come looking for you. And you tell me you want to be here. Now, is that right? Do I understand right. you right? You want to do this? Coming up, Dr. Phil sets his sights on Tacoa. So you're six months pregnant, and you take a hit of heroin, and you smoke cigarettes. This is you 20 years later, if you keep doing drugs. Now, that is one skanky-looking cocoa. Will you let me help you? We now return to the Dr. Phil house. I, I put something together for you, both of you. I want you to take a look at this. This is Tacoa. That's you now. That's you at 47 if you stop doing drugs. That's a computerized aging program that looks at your facial structure, the aging process, and that's what you'll look like at 47 years of age if you stop doing drugs. During the age progressing, when he showed me what I would look like, 47 off drugs and then 47 on drugs, it was just astounding how different they look. It just makes it realer for me because we don't see the future, you know, when I'm using. You've been in jail. That's a tough way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> would you have rather done it here? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would have. But now you got to choose it for yourself and you got to choose it for your baby. And you're still not making good choices about your baby. You're still smoking. 
this might as well be sprinkling arsenic on the baby you're going to do that. When was the last time you had a hit of heroin? Um, was it two weeks ago? So you're six months pregnant, and you take a hit of heroin, and you smoke cigarettes. How are you going to explain that to your baby? Can we have Sarah? That's you now. Camera doesn't lie, does it? This is you at age 47 if you keep doing drugs. This isn't just kind of an artist rendering. This is how the FBI finds missing people 20 years later. They look at their bone structure. They look at their lifestyles. They look at all of this and do a progression. That's you at age 47 on the street. Now that is one skanky looking co-core at 47 years of age. Tacoa now and then, and there you are now and then. I don't want your past to be your future. We're gonna ask you to do the things you need to do to get to the next level. This is gonna be a long road back, but you're not gonna do it alone. You two have made some mistakes along the way as well. You gotta be willing to learn a new way to be in her life. But when you know better, you're going to do better. Okay. That means you and I are going to be partners. OK? OK. And I'm going to tell you some stuff you don't want to hear. I'm sure. But you're going to embrace it and change it and move on. Sarah, what if there's a way to get you off of these drugs and get you where you don't need them to be happy? What if there's a way for you to become a vibrant young woman living on your own, standing on your own two feet, having friends and a life and a future. Would you want that? But you hadn't got any more idea in the goose how to get started, do you? What you need to do right now is get through today. And if we come in and say, once you to go over and stand on your head in the corner for 30 minutes, you know what you need to do? You need to go head down and tail up. You can bitch about it. You can say you don't like it. You can holler till hell wouldn't have it. I don't care, as long as you do it. And that means you've got to make choices. There are two ways that's going to keep you from winding up where you are on the right. One is you never make it because you overdose and kill yourself. Or number two is you take your life back. You take your life back. We're going to roll our sleeves up here and do what needs to be done. So you got to trust people around you that care about you. You got to take a risk. You got to trust me. You got to trust your mother. You got to trust your sister. And sister, you got to be trustworthy. You can't go in there and tell her what she wants to hear. You got to tell her the truth and you got to tell yourself the truth. And Sarah, we can do this. And most importantly, you are worth it. Hear what I'm saying. We can do this, and you are worth this. You can be healthy and happy and have this out of your life. And you don't have to do it alone. Will you let me help you? a part of Dr. Phil's live studio audience? Email us at drphil.com for free tickets. Next time in the Dr. Phil house. 
her drinking while she's pregnant is torturing that baby. Dr. Phil goes after the heroin twin's mom. You know that she is pregnant, so you know that she's trying to stay sober, but yet you buy beer and drink with her. And reunites the twins with the father who abandoned them. How did you go 11 years without wanting to speak to your daughter? You were supposed to be our dad, that you were supposed to love us unconditionally. Look at your dad and tell him. You could have helped me. Dr. Phil House Intervention. I didn't know that quitting was an option. That's next Monday. You won't want to miss next time. And if you want to see more of our Dr. Phil House guests, you can log on to our website and click on the Dr. Phil House. You can see exclusive moments from the Heroin Twins Intervention, streaming video from inside the house, the DrPhil.com webcam, where Sarah, Tacoa, and Cindy share their innermost thoughts will always be up, and you can only see it on our website. What we're calling our detox house has been an eye-opening experience for all of us. Don't miss the finale next time. Well, I just got through talking to the twins, and I have real questions about whether Sarah takes herself seriously enough to make a change here. I, I think this girl is absolutely uh, at a crossroads in her life. She's either gonna grab a hold of the help that's getting offered her, or she's not. Uh, and if she doesn't, in my opinion, she's gonna be dead. And her sister, I mean, come on, the girl's six months pregnant and takes a hit of heroin and smokes every day. She knows, she's not a dumb girl, she's smart enough to know that she's jeopardizing this, this child's life. What I do know is her mother, however well-intended, is so far over her head. She hasn't got a clue what to do. So we're gonna have to bring some serious resources to turn them around. It's frustrating. These are those times when you just wanna grab them and shake them. You just wanna shake them till their teeth rattle and say, what in the world are you thinking? I mean, it just hasn't been that many years since they were sitting in the floor and playing with stuffed animals and dolls. And now they're out there running drugs on the street. We'll see what happens.